It's under the heading, Jesus, the great high priest. We'll just read up to chapter five. Page 1172. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may, we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. This is indeed the word of the Lord. Morning, everyone. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we do pray this morning that you would uh, help us be with us this day. Give us a greater understanding of what you've done for us at this time of the year when we celebrate Easter, Good Friday. And we pray, Lord, I pray that you would keep me from error. For Jesus' sake, we pray. Amen. Good Friday is one of those crucial days of the year. It's actually the most crucial day for people who are Christians across the world. It's the momentous weekend, isn't it, when we remember that Jesus came, God made flesh, and he died for us. It is the most momentous weekend not in just in this year or last year or the year before, but Christians believe in the history of our world. The week, Holy Week, Easter Week, the glory of our Saviour Jesus Christ revealed today. Firstly, our great high priest. High priest temple worship is an unusual, strange thing, I think, to modern ears. It's strange to me, so I assume it's strange to you. There was an outpouring at this time of year in the temple that Jesus went to, an outpouring of God's mercy. It was a place where you went and found forgiveness. Isaiah 53 is one confusing passage which we read, but it's made crystal clear in the coming of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus. God has come in the person of his Son, and he has a mission, and that mission is today, the cross. Isaiah speaks of that mission which we read in verse 10. Though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, verse 11, and he will bear their iniquities, verse 12, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus came to offer himself once for all, sacrifice for 
the sins of the world, the sacrifice for the sins of you and I. In the temple, there was a time when the high priest entered once a year. He went into the innermost room of the temple. It was known, as we call it anyway, as the Holy of Holies. It was one room specially where God was thought to be. You couldn't just wander in. They didn't open it up for tours. You couldn't walk across it like the Harbour Bridge. It was completely and utterly restricted. Only the high priest could go in, and then he could only go in once a year. That day was known as the Day of Atonement. He sacrificed for the people and then he came out. The writer to the Hebrews wants us to know that Jesus went in, not to some temple made of maybe bricks or stones made by people, but Jesus went into heaven itself, our Jesus the Son of God, no ordinary man, but God who has come in the person of Jesus. God himself, as we've seen in Ezekiel, as we've been reading, God himself come to make peace. I got up this morning and uh, I walk out, I've had my shower, I walk out and Josh is listening to music. That's not unusual. Josh is listening to music. He has his little uh, Bluetooth speaker. Now, has anyone got a Bluetooth speaker? He's got a Bluetooth speaker. He sits it on his table right in front of him. He doesn't need it because he's got a phone speaker. Anyway, right in front of him, and he plays it. What's he playing? What is he playing, Joyce? You don't know. I'll tell you. He's playing Colin Buchanan. And Colin Buchanan's song is... The greatest gift in the whole wide world is peace with God. You want to sing it with me? Greatest gift. Anyway, no, that's good. There he is. That's exactly right. God himself this day made peace for us. The prophets, the Old Testament talked about it. Jesus sacrificed himself for our sins. This sacrifice is not like temple sacrifices, which were done again and again and again. This was a once for all. And the writer to the Hebrews wants to make sure we understand that he went into not to that temple or any other, but he went into heaven itself. And he didn't come out, but stayed. He stayed because that's where the Son of God belongs. Jesus sits at God's right hand for us. The wonderful truth about Easter is that he did that for us and he has taken us in to the throne room of God. Easter assures us, it screams at us loudly, we are his. 
If we hold firm, the writer of the Hebrews wants us to say, if we hold firm to the faith we profess. He's writing at a time when people are facing a lot of hardship and he wants them to cling to the things they know. Christ, our King, our Lord, our Saviour which is why he goes on to make his second point for for God knows all of us and he knows our needs. Good Friday tells us that we have, our second point, an empathetic saviour, verse 15 of chapter 4. Now, you know I was a chaplain and so, of course, chaplains are all sort of drippy, sort of droopy sort of people who love words like empathy whereas real ministers like real concrete words. But nevertheless, he is our empathetic saviour because Christ knows what we go through. He took our flesh. He knows our lives. Verse 15 of chapter 4 of the Hebrews says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathise with our weaknesses, but we have one who was tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus, fully man, fully God, son of God, knows what life is like for you and me. He knows hardship. He knows suffering. He knows rejection. He knows being ignored. Many were appalled at him, we're told. He was despised. People held him in low esteem, stricken, afflicted, crushed, oppressed, suffered. Are you getting the point? These are experiences of our world. Our world is full of these evils. They are also experiences of ourselves and our lives, perhaps even now. Whatever you're going through, whether loneliness, pain, the writer of the Hebrews wants you to make sure you know Christ knows and cares. All these things he suffered for us. Christ did that so that we might know his comfort in our need. Now, we need him because without him we are lost. We need him because death is our future. Jesus came that we might have life. We might have forgiveness. We might take him from death to life. We might know his life now. No matter what we go through, Jesus is there and Easter, Good Friday, tells us he will never leave us. I could not be more certain of that. Easter tells us, begs us to know that God is with us. As Jesus said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. No matter what we think of is happening in our lives, the God of glory loves us. Easter, Good Friday, assures us there is nothing that God would not do to get us back to him. We are precious in his sight. There was nothing that would stop Jesus from today. As awful as it seems, as awful as it was, Good Friday assures us 
of God's grace, which is our third point, the throne of grace, which comes from Hebrews 4, verse 16. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Confidence is a funny thing, isn't it, in religion? That's what people often say. Why can you be so confident? You shouldn't be so confident. That's arrogant or that's pride, they might say. I get why they say that, and that would be true. Uh, footballers uh, ride high on confidence. Do you like football? I, I like football. And they're always talking about people need confidence. Confidence. And confidence transforms lives. That transforms lives of footballers. They suddenly become different people, playing different ways at different levels. Amazing. But that's not the confidence we're talking about here. Because if it was confidence in me, yeah, I would be right. I would be a bit proud of myself. I would be a bit getting carried away with myself. Tickets on myself. Does that make any sense to anyone? Tickets. Our confidence is in our saviour. Our confidence is in what he has done. I'm like Isaiah 53.6. I don't know about you. Actually, I do know you are too. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's our human condition. We have all gone astray. People told me it's not about the, the bunnies. Someone said to me this morning at coffee, they said, what you need to do is go and say, it's not about bunnies, about a lamb. But anyway, Easter shows us that though we have gone astray, Good Friday means he came to get us and to bring us back permanently. Isaiah 53.5, the punishment that brought us peace was on him. By his wounds we are healed. Isaiah 53.12, for he bore the sins of many and made intercession for the transgressors. And the last bit of Hebrews 4.15 makes us sure we know he did not sin. Our confidence is in the God who is at the centre of the universe who's made it. Our confidence is in the God who came to save us in Jesus. Me, I'm a piece, I'm rubbish. Jesus is everything. Be confident in Christ, in what our Saviour has done for us. Good Friday is a day where we rejoice in what God has done for us. It screams at us. You are loved. There is nothing that God would not do for us to save us, to win us back to himself. Because we are loved, we have received mercy. Some people find that hard to take. They don't like and find it hard, they find it hard to forgive themselves. And they wonder, they say things like, I'm not really worth forgiving. 
Hebrews 4 says that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Grace means a gift. It's a gift of forgiveness. Today, you might get a gift from someone and they've done that because they wanted to give you something. That might happen Sunday when they give you an egg. You're going to get a bunny, Phil? As an elder, you say, no, no, not bunny. No. When you get the gift, do you ask, why, Joyce, why did you give it to me? <laughs> Bilby. We'll talk later. <laughs> Good Friday tells us our God came in the person of Jesus, a gift. He took the cross for us and his glory of his power, of his might and his love is revealed and who he is is revealed at the cross. His death opened up to us the heart of God. His sacrificial death pardoned our sin. It removed death and brought us into life. Forgiveness, pardon, redemption, justification and adoption. He is our saviour. He is our help in our time of need. You need him now. You will always need him. Right now, the world oh so needs the love of Jesus. The right now, the world needs the peace of, that passes all understanding to be poured out all over the Ukraine and Russia, and particularly in the heart of one bloke sitting in the Kremlin. That would change our world. It changes our world when you take it, when you receive it. We have a saviour who was there in our hour of need and will always be in the, there in your hour of need, whether it's now, the future, or your final hour. Christ knows us, loves us, and has us in his eternal arms. Good Friday is a great day to be reminded of his love and to know the glory of our Saviour, I ask you, no. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Father, loving God, we, uh, we come before you amazed this day, Good Friday. We're amazed of your grace, of your love, of your gift, of your pleasure in finding us. For some of us, we think, why would you bother? For some of us, we have not come. I pray, Lord, that today we might come. We might come to you and know you. Our hour of need is always here, but particularly now. We pray that you would be with us in our world. Transform it. Transform us in the image and person of your Saviour, Jesus, that we might know your grace, truth, and live it fully holy in your world to your glory as we reflect this day on the glory of our Saviour, our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Our last song together.